The following podcast is sponsored by the new Hood College Gear Shop. The gear shop replaces the old Hood College bookstore. Most of us remember the bookstore as just the place where we bought or rented books. Well, that's not the case anymore. The Hood College Gear Shop is a great place to buy all kinds of things. Need some Hood branded merch? You'll find hoodies and t-shirts, hats and scarves, sweats and socks, mugs and cups. They even have Hood branded blankets. Low on shampoo or soap? They have you covered. Bad breath before class? Buy some gum or Tic Tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, or notebook? The gear shop has tons. Does your roommate have a dog? Buy them a Hood College lease or collar. Need some Advil or Tums? The gear shop has your back. Need a last-minute birthday gift for your best friend? You'll find plenty of options. What I'm saying is the Hood College gear shop has you covered for all your gift, school, snack, and blazer-branded clothing needs. So the next time you're in WIT, stop in and browse around. Mention my name, Christian Reyna, and the name of my podcast, Hustle, and receive 10% off your purchase of any Hood branded merch. But you have to listen to my show first. Hey everybody, welcome to my podcast, Hustle. I'm your host, Christian Reyna, and this is a place where you can listen and learn about a new mindset. This podcast is not just meant for athletes. It is meant to teach others how to endure their inner hustle and tap into their new mindset. By tapping into your new mindset, you will be able to achieve anything you put your mind to. Learning how to train your mind to handle anything thrown its way. Now buckle up. Because it's time to hustle. Hey squad, welcome back to another episode of Hustle. I lost my voice on the road Duh, this weekend. We were, uh, we've been to Jersey and then we went to... PA for a matchup against Wilson, Wilson College. <clears throat> for the most part, what I want to talk about today with you guys is the Mamba mentality and what it means to me. Don't go too, don't, don't go too crazy on my voice. I know it's, it's, it's monotone, it's really soothing, but I'm going to try my best to sound and pronounce words. As athletes, we are always on the path trying to better ourselves in our craft. Nobody did that better than Kobe Bryant. He was a major influence in my life, and he currently is still today. He challenged himself every day to become 1% better in his craft, knowing that every day he could wake up and be better than what he was yesterday. Now, a lot of people may have their own definition of what the mama mentality means and what it may entail, but the true definition for mama mentality is to consistently be the best version of yourself. Now I have that definition on my Apple Watch. And every time I look at the time or I look at the weather on my watch or I get a notification, I see that. And I see in bold gold, constantly be yourself. Now you can take the mama mentality as a mindset that only non-sane people have, a mindset that crazy people have, but in reality, it's a mindset that someone who sees themselves higher and they hold and hold and they hold themselves to a higher standard. Now, I personally believe in the mama mentality because it's a mindset that not just athletes can have, not just athletes but it's a mindset that allows anybody 
to change their perspective and how they view things. You shouldn't try to replicate anybody else except you. You are the only version of you. Why not try to be the best version that you can be? I know that's easier said than done, but if you're able to apply the mama mentality and the way you can consistently be the best version of you, you'll be limitless and you'll be unstoppable with anything that comes to your mind, anything that you want to pursue. To me, this phrase is so powerful because no matter the time and place, if you are constantly trying to better yourself, you will get to where you want to be. I truly and firmly believe that the work you put in will eventually pay off, but it doesn't just have to be towards athletics. It just doesn't have to be towards my athletes. This can go towards any profession, anything that you want to accomplish, anything that you want to try and succeed in. You can apply the mama mentality towards anything. If you want to be a better cook, you want to be a chef, you want to be a five-star chef, you have to start somewhere. But by applying the mama mentality and consistently bettering yourself dish after dish, meal after meal, spice after spice, cut after cut, stir after stir, if you want to be a better talk show host, you want to be a talk show host, it starts by reading a script, reading a script in a certain time, holding your pronunciations, pronouncing words in a way that show emotion, being alert, having an effect on people, practicing in the mirror. You want to be a referee? You want to be an umpire in the MLB? You want to be a ref in the NBA? You want to be a sideline judge in the NFL? You want to be a UFC ring ref? You want to be a boxing ref? It all starts somewhere you have to start somewhere but in order for you to do that you have to consistently be the best version of you yes you might start low i remember i tried pickleball for the first time in my life and now my cocky arrogant self coming from a baseball a multiple a multiple sport background i'm thinking i'm gonna pick up pickleball so easily well I played against a bunch of 80-year-old, 70-year-old elders, right? So that just added to my ego, added to how I thought. But the thing about pickleball, it's not just about strength, brute force, athleticism, lateral quickness, split decision thinking. It's, it's not about, it's about strategy. Those five components that I listed, yes, that's part of the game. But if you can master the strategy of, the pick, of pickleball, You'll be unstoppable. And that's what the elders had on me. They had the strategy. They saw a young they saw a young buck who just wanted to come in there and run around and smack the ball. And they picked me off. They picked me one by one. I would start with a nice forehand and they would just match it with a backhand to my left side. Un- just willingly unexpected. Or if my body weight was too far to the right, they'd catch me on the left. And it, it just caught me off guard. The thing about it is, I might have started really bad, but once I learned the true way of pickleball, I was then able to capitalize and make myself better every day. So I learned what time the pickleball group was going to the YMCA courts. 
It was always from 12 to 3 every day. So <clears throat> after my lift, I dedicated an hour or two to learn pickleball. I would go there and I'd play. Granted, I wasn't any good, but I still tried. And once the elders were able to see that I was trying and I actually wanted to learn the game correctly, they were able to give me some of their wisdom. They were able to share some of their, their game plans and their, their IQ with me. I'm grateful to that, I became a much better player in due time. Back to the mama mentality. I'm not saying you have to live your life like Kobe Bryant and train the way he did because there's no, there's no way someone can train how he did. The way he trained was how his mind worked. I've tried to train like Kobe Bryant. I've tried to get up at 4.30 in the morning. I've tried. And burnout is a thing. Burnout is a real thing. I've gotten to maybe three, four days of training like that. And then I completely burnt out. The way he was able to do it, I don't know how. But some people are just amazing. I'm not saying you have to get up at 4.30. Maybe you can get up at 5.30, 6.30. But in order for you to be consistent, you must create a schedule that can benefit you in the off-season and consistent during the season. For me, 5 o'clock. During the off-season, 5 o'clock is something that's always worked best for me. I can still get the amount of sleep in when I go to bed, and I have enough hours for when I wake up. 5 o'clock works best for me because I'm able to wake up take a cold shower, eat my breakfast, and I'm out the house by 6, 6.30. And usually in the summer, I'm training at R&D Baseball Academy, so my drive there is probably an hour, an hour and a half. But I was able to learn and understand how my body worked and what worked best for me. And waking up at 5 and going to bed by 9 was the best schedule for me in the offseason. One thing that I've learned, that in order for you to continue to train your mindset and forge an armored mind, you must be okay. You have to be okay with being and feeling uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable and feeling uncomfortable allows your mind to be put at the ultimate test. Now the ultimate test is where your mind is basically I'm over-exaggerating, but it's basically put in the fight-or-flight state. When you get in a shower, you make sure that the water is warm and not too cold, right? Why is that? Why can't we get under the water when it's freezing cold? It's because the water is uncomfortable. Your body senses that it is cold, and your mind instantly goes, No way. There's no way I'm going in there today. We've never done that. Why would we start now? There's no way. So you pull your hand back and you keep playing with the temperature till you get it right, until you get it warm, until you get it to the temperature where you're comfortable, to the point where you're okay with going under the water. Now this action is keeping you in a soft mindset. And in order for you to get out of that mindset, in order for you to get out of that soft mentality, you have to challenge yourself. During the winter in Virginia, it gets, it gets to like 40 degrees maybe 35, depending on if there's snow or not. But um, me and my best friend, we recently started reading um, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And there's a chapter called Taking Souls. 
And this chapter was interesting because it kind of picked at my brain and it kind of picked at the way I thought. I was always afraid of putting myself in uncomfortable positions at some times. That whole chapter, he was talking about how in order for you to master your mind, you have to put yourself in the worst possible situations that you can. In that chapter, he lived in Brazil, Indiana. And Brazil, Indiana, it gets very, very cold in the winter. He was running, I don't know how many miles he was running, but at the end of his run, he was at a lake and the lake was frozen over. He broke the lake, jumped into the water and stayed there for four minutes. Lord knows how cold that water is, but he put himself in the ultimate test. He told his soft mind that there's no more room for you. He got out that water and he continued to run. Now, what I took from that chapter was in order for me to break away from my soft mindset, I have to put myself through the ultimate test. You're thinking exactly what I'm about to say. I went to the Rappahannock River and it's it was like 40 degrees outside, but the water was at least 30. And we dropped to our underwear. We stripped to our underwear. We put ourselves through the ultimate test. We jumped in and as freezing as it is, as freezing as it was, that was the day that I left my soft mindset. I finally tapped into my inner self. Another example is um, when you first start going to the gym, your hands are soft and fragile. They get torn up every day because they aren't used to gripping the steel. But over a period of time, they start to callous. And eventually your hands don't hurt like they used to. This is the same principle when it comes to your mindset. Your mind is soft and fragile. Certain things get to you. Certain things bother you. Like how your hands would when the steel was moving in and was moving within them. But over a period of time, you train your brain. You train your mind. Those certain things don't get to you like they used to. Last year, um, <clears throat> I wasn't... My mindset was my mindset was terrible last year. I would let so many things frazzle me. And during the season, we played Widener. And we were, it was, I think, believe it was 2-1. And my sole job was to get on base. Get on base any way possible, any way how. So I get down in the count pretty quick, 0-2. He just throws me two sliders, two quick sliders. I look over my dugout and my teammates are screaming, howling, like, let's go. We need this, blah, blah, you know, like just trying to get me hype. I look over down at third. Coach P, uh, Coach P, our head coach, he looks at me and he just says, come on, we need you. I look over to the bench. I look at one of our old coaches, Kessler. He's screaming, let's go, let's go. I look down at my bat. I kiss my bat. I take a deep breath. I take a ball. I get back out. He throws me, I, I, I remember this very clearly. He throws me a high and away fastball. I take it to right field. And as I'm running, I don't hear anything. I just see the ball land. 
And as I get on first base, I just look at my hands and I'm trembling. I'm shaking. But not the type of shaking that's like the nervous shaking. I'm shaking because my mindset wasn't to be aggressive. I swung because I was being defensive. I swung because I was scared of the fact that if I struck out, my teammates would hate me. I'm not proud of that moment because I didn't have control of myself in that moment. The environment around me had my emotions. They controlled my emotions and that was not okay. Now, this year, I completely have control of my mindset. I completely have control of the way I think and my thought process. I get into that box 100% confident in my ability, 100% confident in the fact that if I'm giving a job and I'm giving a task, I will do my task and I will move, I will pass the torch to the next guy. I hit in the ninth spot right now and my sole job is to either bunt or get on base any way how. If coach gives me the bunt sign, I bunt and he lets me swing, I swing. Now there's, there's still things that I need to work on, but for the most part, I'm able to control my mindset. And my mindset is, if you throw me fast while I'm going to swing. Mind you, it's got to be a strike. It has to be a strike, because if it's not a strike, I'm not swinging. Now, if the umpire calls it a strike, and I know it's not a strike, I'm not swinging. But my mindset is always first pitch, fastball, swing. I'm always hunting the fastball. There's a quote by David Goggins, and it says, Until you experience hardships like bullying and abuse, failures and disappointments, your mind will remain soft. Now, I highlighted this because this is completely true. A lot of people, and it's terrible and it's awful, but the people who experience bullying and abuse, failures and disappointments, those are the most successful people. Growing up, I was about 200, 210 as a kid. And I could never really do the things that I wanted to do or the things that other kids could do. I was always picked last in street games or the games that required speed or like all these all these quick games. But um, the games that I was never picked last was the games that needed someone to hit something hard. So in California, there was wall ball on the blacktop courts in the on the playground. And I was either picked first or fourth because wall ball is a strategic game where you have to hit the ball. You have to bounce the ball over this line. And in order for you to bounce the ball over the line, you have to hit the ball pretty hard. And the beauty about wall ball is it has to stay within the playing box so like volleyball you know how it's you have to stay within that gray line with that gray box that's the same thing with wall ball only within that gray box you have to slam it right back onto the ground and it has to hit the wall but in order for you to hit the wall you have to be quick and sometimes you would hit it on the line sometimes you hit it on the bounce there's multiple ways to hit the ball but when it came to games like football or tag or basketball I was I was always picked last because getting up and down the court getting up and down the field I wasn't necessarily the guy you wanted to throw to because everybody was going to pick me you know they were going to come and get me last but I'd always get made fun of because you know I was a big boy and I know most of the weight was you know kid weight baby weight but I didn't know that at the time I didn't know that as a kid you know I was coming home and I was eating and 
when you come home and all you heard was Gordito or Big Boy, Galleta, you know, Big Cookie, Cookie Monster, you know, all the, all the nicknames that I was given as a kid. You go home and you eat, like comfort food. Food was always my was always my thing. It made me feel good. I lived in a cul-de-sac, and most of my friends were in high school. The only time I could really hang out with the the, trend, the true friends that I'd had was on the weekend. But it wasn't until sixth sixth grade that I told my dad I wanted to wrestle, and I wanted to wrestle because I saw how strong they could be. I saw how strong the wrestlers were, and I saw how strong and shredded they were. And I told my dad, hey, I want to get like this. And he was like, okay. And at the time, we, my cousin, my cousin Alex, rest in peace, he, um, he was living with us, and he was a mechanic at the time, but he wanted to be a Marine. So he was training. He he looked just like me, only 20, 22 years old. So he was actually big. But <clears throat> he needed to lose weight to make boot camp. And I needed to lose weight for wrestling. So him and I, we grew a bond through weightlifting and conditioning and boxing, actually. We would box a lot in the garage. We would box a lot in the garage. And I'll never forget the times when he bumped me on my ass. And he told me to get right back up. Because that's how wrestling was going to be. And being able to have him through that hardship. Being able to have him help me go through that. Help me as a kid. Because I didn't, I didn't feel alone. That was just one example of a hardship that I had as a kid. But as as far as failure and disappointment go, I think everybody fails and everybody gets disappointed at some point in their life. I have multiple I have multiple stories that I could tell you. But if I were to think of one, one ultimate failure is after last year, my swing, my swing is atrocious. Let me just say that. My baseball swing was completely atrocious. And I would fail constantly. Fail, 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 fail. Because I didn't understand what I needed, where I needed to be, you know. And I took the time in the summer. I took the time in the winter to finally perfect it, to finally get it right. Now, mind you, it's not perfect. But it's definitely better than where it was. But even now, I'm still failing. I'm failing because I'm not able to retain certain information i'm not able to hold i'm not able to grasp what i need and maintain it baseball is a number game and out of the number of bats you get you either get hits walks hit by pitches or but the failures are the ground balls the pop flies the strikeouts the failures are the hit and misses the failures are the things that you don't see it might start in the box but it doesn't have to end in the box my reputation of failing is very long. And at sometimes it gets to the point where I get contempt with failing because I get contempt with the idea that tomorrow will be better. Tomorrow will be a better day. And there's some days where I want to tell failing to F off because it puts me in a state where I feel like a disappointment and I feel like I've let everything down, everybody down, but that's not the true case. 
Failing is the building block to success. There's two L's and there's two W's. You fail and you learn. When you learn, you win. When you win, you gain wisdom of what you learned and from what you failed. Failure isn't isn't just a feeling. You can fail nine times out of ten, but that one, that one win, that one successful day, that day will help you proceed and progress. Because that day, that day gives you hope. To wrap things up, you have to challenge yourself. You must put yourself in an uncomfortable situation and challenge your mind. Challenge your mind to withstand criticism, to withstand anything. When I say challenge, I don't mean just your body. I mean challenge your mind. Challenge your mind with a book. Challenge your mind with a game of chess. Challenge your mind with something that makes you think really, really hard. Thank you for listening. Go handle your business. Well, there it is. Another way for your mindset to grow. Try to apply it in your daily life and see how you feel. And just remember that the process is better than the destination. Who I am, I'm making a new plan. Rearranging my life and I won't let